Welcome back to another episode of Turn of Millennials. I'm Lindy. I'm Steffi. And with us again is uh, Steph's sister, Danny. Danny, say hi. Hi. Lame. Loser. You can't sit with us. Lame. <laughs> um, and today, today is our uh, kind of part two of our true crime episode. We're covering the 2000 to 2010 crimes this episode. Yes. Um, but first, millennial moment. Yeah. Who wants to start? Um, I, I can go. Okay. I can go. Um, my millennial moment is next week. Uh, the Mario movie's coming out, and I just remember how shitty our Mario movie was back in 1993. Shut your mouth! It was fantastically terrible. John Leguizamo. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean. It, no. If you, if you take away the fact that it's Super Mario and just like have it just be like a sci-fi movie, maybe, but like, but Bowser so was ha- very creepy in that one. Actually, I'm just happy to now that we're going to be getting the um, you know, the cute, like, colorful, happy Mario that we kind of all grown up with. Um, except I'm just not a big fan of Chris Pratt, but I am very happy to see Charlie Day as Luigi. But just kind of remembering, yeah. you know, kids these days are finally getting some good video game movies. The video game movies of our day were shit. Yeah, right? We're talking like our parents, guys. Ugh, that's a millennial moment right there. I'm excited for Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Yeah. Or even fucking Jack Black as Bowser when he was on the Kelly Clark yeah. Mission show. Yeah. <laughs> what, I love, Commando. what I love is that it's not Peach that they have to rescue. It's Luigi. Oh, great. Because Peach can rescue herself, man. Right? We've learned now yeah. Peach can rescue herself. Mm. Yeah. No woman don't need no man. No. Right? But between like, you know, Detective Pikachu is amazing. Mario is amazing. The Last of Us TV show is amazing. So all these things are being based on video game um, properties are now actually good. When we were in our day, I think the best one we probably had was maybe the first Mortal Kombat movie was okay. But then you got shit like Silent Hill and Resident Evil and just... It's because people who played and lived these video games their whole lives are now making the movies. They were just made by people who didn't know video games. They didn't grow up with them. They didn't understand them. Oh, I have a book somewhere that talks about the history of like making, uh, like the history of video games. And there's a whole thing about making of the Mario movie. And it was just, oh God, like Bob Hoskins fucking hated it. He broke his arm on set. Like it's, it's, it's almost entertaining to just learn about the making of the Mario movie than actually watching the Mario movie. <laughs> But that's my millennial moment. So kids these days got so much better than us. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say my millennial moment um, was listening, buy, going out to buy your album from an artist and then you buy it because, you know, they've only released one single. So you go out and you buy it, you bring it home and then you find out it's a piece of shit. There's like one other good song on the whole entire fucking album and you wasted 1999 plus tax on this album which you made $1995 which you only made $6.40 so you had to work like 5 hours of your Mick crappy job your Mick job just to pay for this shitty album and you were cuz you couldn't return albums once you opened them either back then which yeah. sucked once you found so out what, so like you had to just there sit were there with exceptions it. but it was very rare very rare very rare like, so you so had to what sit album? in your collection in this album with this just shit cd which album was that for you were you coming from your own personal i don't know but i know for sure there was chumbawamba was one for in your collection 
that yes like, there's only two good songs on that songs whole, on fucking whole album, album. <laughs> like, and at least only one's known this these days and of course we all know i'll get knocked down however the other song is, the song <laughs> however the other song is also something do that we you all suffer do. from memory loss. memory loss or is it short term i don't remember <laughs> what was that song even called i don't remember <laughs> probably what it was called right exactly yeah uh, lindy what was your millennial moment well, speaking of music i guess um so i was watching um boy meets world and oh. it came up with an episode where um eric was going he got tickets to go to the aerosmith concert and this episode is in 1993 okay, okay. and uh to go see aerosmith his parents come into the house or whatever and they're talking about going to see aerosmith because they also have tickets and eric could not get over the fact that him and his parents like the same band and his reaction was like how old are these guys a million and then his mom says this will be your second Aerosmith concert because she was pregnant with that with him when they went to see their last one 16 years prior. Oh my god, he's only 16? Still around. Yes. They're still around. And I just that made me just like you said before, Lindy, you wanted to buy queen tickets. It's the exact same thing. Like I know, well, and it's funny because a few years ago, me and Kate went to go see Queen and Adam Lambert, and it was the greatest yeah. fucking show ever. But like, it's that same thing. Mom was like, and of course, being the boomers that they are, it's not as good without Freddie as the the lead. It's like we understand it's not. it never will be, but it's the but, best that we can get. And the members and chose Adam Lambert as yeah. their friend, like with the embodiment of Freddie that he probably yes. has. And I have to say, like, I watched, um, cause I, um, when I, like uh, sublime with Rome, right. Rome yeah. is- when I found out that Adam Lambert was with queen, um, I checked out their, um, biopic or whatever it was, their biography thingy on yep. like Netflix. Uh, Netflix yeah. Um, and that was the show must go on. Yeah. And I was super impressed. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I'm very impressed with Adam's vocals. I love him he, so much. He matches really well to Freddie's energy and yes. his stage presence. And oh. I think he, if, if anyone, anyone to choose in the entire world, I think they nailed it. Yes. Absolutely. The only other no person. No one can be Freddie. No. But that's pretty fucking close. I think only one other person could probably replace Freddie. And he actually mentions it in one of the songs, but Mika. I don't know if you remember Mika from a couple of years ago. Oh, Grace I Kelly. Mika. I, I fucking love Mika. Mika. Yeah. So I, like I think Mika. if they didn't have Adam Lambert, I think Mika would be a good replacement too. His yes. album was not one of those albums. His album was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> the one with the rainbow on the front. Oh my god, that one. was such a good album. Big girl, you are beautiful. So Grace so Kelly, my so happy good. ending. Okay, yep. right. And it was called right. Amnesia. So, Danielle, I looked it up. What's it now that we're done feeling old? The oh, the song, <laughs> Chumba Wumba song. Amnesia. There, millennial moment. Wait, what are you talking about? What the fuck's Amnesia? <laughs> Do you suffer from long-term memory loss? I don't remember. <laughs> I suffer from short term, definitely. Uh, I definitely suffer from short term. Right. Uh, but yeah, those were like basically, I think the only two songs on that one. But yeah. yeah. Um, so again, uh, beginning of this episode, guys, we wanted to just preface again that um, if there are any warning, unsettled with discussions of abuse, rape, uh, bombings, or any possible like gun violence, you know, gun violence and stuff, any trigger warnings that could possibly turn off now and join us for next week's episode when we get back to more lighthearted episodes. <laughs>
if you want to, then join us on our journey for the 2000s true crime at this point now. You almost sounded like uh, Karina Longworth for, uh, you must remember this, join us, won't you? But anyways, um, just before we start the 2000s, I just wanted to shout out two other um, true crime podcasts. Well, a few others. I'll I'll mention Serial. That's one that got a lot of people into like kind of true crime podcasting, kind of like linking it over from like, you know, watching the the hour long shows to like the actual listening it in your ear, ear balls, ear drums i mean earballs um and also uh, a common friend of us uh, steph gick does ominous ontario so if you're interested in ones that are specifically in ontario and i think she visits the graves too and has the pictures of the graves on her instagram so she does some really good research on that um so i would recommend that one go send her some love and then another one i got into beginning was also true crime garage which covers a lot of um famous cases and infamous cases and um linked with that one would also be missing maura murray i don't know if we'll touch on maura murray's case right now but that was a big one um early 2000s a a girl disappeared up in new hampshire so so where do we start (laughs) well i guess let's start with the elephant in a room september 11 2021 or oh my god 2001 (laughs) i mean we absolutely yeah like so clearly it was the beginning of uh you know the Prime like Paris. we don't need to go too much into it because i know we did because you a had a whole episode 9-11 episode but you but know, there's definitely is. a vibe it's, pre- it's worth mentioning, it's worth mentioning because there is a yeah exactly there's pre 9-11 and a post 9-11 world just like a pre-pandemic world a post-pandemic world but that's besides the point there it was a defining moment in our growing up and the world was forever changed with and i mean affected more again the 24-hour news cycle became more of a thing that we just cut you know can't stop um and there were like i think the chandra levy case started kind of just before 9-11 so that we were kind of like you know we had that we had the death of Aaliyah kind of leading up to it so like you know stuff that happened but then you know boom and then it almost feels like for a bit there that maybe i guess other stuff's obviously happening but so much focus was on the 9-11 so you know um so yeah where shall we go from there what's the one that that when you think of a crime that happened between 2000 and 2010 what's the first one that jumps into your mind Elizabeth smart for me i would say that mine and Mel- madeline mccann for me mm-hmm. tori you stafford Steph? just because that one was close to home yeah tori so, stafford yeah because it's stratford so that's like mm-hmm. well the thing for me and again i think for the Elizabeth, the smart one is the whole mormon connection but we mm-hmm. can go into that a little bit later on but yeah uh so i well, guess well, uh elizabeth smart then i guess we can start okay. there uh she yeah. was kidnapped at the age of 14 on june 5th 2002 from her home in the federal heights neighborhood of salt lake city utah she was held captive by brian david mitchell and his wife wanda barzi um and later well in salt lake city and then i guess later in san diego california her captivity lasted approximately nine months before she was discovered in utah 18 miles from her home damn that's close 18 (laughs) miles yeah just think 29 kilometers for canadians how long how many 29 29 that's nothing that's Um, not far yeah 30 kilometers down the road not to like minimize her suffering because I'm sure she fucking suffered. Um, but nine months. Mm-hmm. Nine months. When you yeah. like in relation to like JC Dugard was 18 years. Like fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like 
uh, anything oh, yeah, i think beyond a day if it's up against your will is terrible yeah. but no definitely um the thing the reason that this kind of resonates with me is um has to do kind of with the purity culture side of it where essentially due to her upbringing you know she was taught in school and in, in sex ed class that basically if you have sex before marriage you're a chewed up piece of gum and you can watch this she talks about this on you can probably find the clips on youtube but she almost didn't want to save herself because she's like was a sexually assaulted and kind of had the shame of who wants me now i'm that chewed up piece of gum so oh, i yeah. why why would i want to go back to my family they're gonna you know this the shame of that in the purity culture like my god i oh like it oh i was in university when this happened i was still in fredericton i think when they found her um but my god just could you imagine like mm -hmm. If you had the because they talked about there was opportunities where she could have been saved multiple times, but she just didn't kind of say anything. She was just yeah, wearing so a veil. The camp accompanied her captors in public on various occasions, dressed in head to toe with white robes. Yeah. So like many times she was in public, but because she felt like she was this chewed up piece of gum because of the doctrination of like the school and whatever they taught in health class, she almost didn't want to save herself because of the shame. Like fuck. Yeah. Since her yeah, abduction and rescue, she has become an advocate for missing persons and victims of sexual assaults. Barzi was sentenced to 15 years in federal prison in 2010 for her role in the kidnapping and abduction, although she was granted early release in September 2018 for previously uncredited time served. Mitchell was diagnosed by forensic psychologists as having antisocial and narcissistic personality disorder. Extensive disputes over his competence to stand trial lasted several years before he was deemed mentally capable in 2010. He was sentenced to life in prison without possibility of parole in 2011. And in the beginning of the case, I think there was somebody that they thought did it and ended up, I think he confessed to it, but then ended up dying and obviously wasn't part of it because she was found nine months you know, later. Nine months later, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad she was found. Right. Well, I feel bad for her sister because we're, weren't they in the same room or didn't she hear something or try to hide herself or something? I I don't know. Her honest. younger sister, Mary Catherine, pretended to be asleep. Yeah. So. so that's like basically, let's say if I got abducted and you're pretending to stay asleep, like how much survivor's guilt do you think she had if she wouldn't have been found? Like, right. Oh, yeah. That girl would have been for sure. Like, mm, oh, I'm mm, so she was. Right. I'm sure Already. she still is. Like, oh, he, like, probably. yeah. yeah. But that was That's like all over the place. Way. I mean, we could talk about like, you know, missing white woman syndrome, but at the same time, I'm you know, that that case was everywhere because 24 hour news cycle kind of post 9-11 got to keep their contact up. But that one was everywhere. It was also at yeah. the beginning, sort of around the beginning of like, yeah, the Perez Hilton era, the internet cycles and news. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all of the internet okay. not even 24 hour cycle it was almost the start of the beginning of the minute up to minute cycles yeah well like they're constantly broadcasting 24 hours yeah. so they have to show something so i have to show stuff and something yeah because i mean if you think prior to like you know the, the cnn's and stuff like that people only got their news like once oh. in like the newspaper or like you know i think what c ctv was like what the 6 a.m the 9 a.m the noon and the 6 p.m wasn't that how it worked or something yeah, they so some like, hideous people. Sorry, there's pictures on. There's oh, pictures I know. <laughs> My God, they were not a nice but, looking couple. <laughs> well, here's the sad part, though. Do you think they got part, uh, punished hard, more harshly because they were unattractive? Like, what if they were quote unquote attractive? Like, if we talk about last week's episode, Ken and Barbie murders. Like, what if they looked like them? Would they have gotten the same harsh Pen penalties? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> but they definitely creepy looking. Mm. Weird. I get them and I think uh, Paul Garrido and Nancy Garrido confused in my head because I think they were both, again, not to snark on people's works, but they're not the most uh, 
appealing people to to take a look at, but they're also garbage human beings. So yeah, so it's okay. <laughs> okay, so who else was next one you want to talk about? I think after that you said McCann. Did you want to touch on that Not one, or did you want to go chronological yeah. no, go in chronological so order? No, we don't do chronological. We didn't do no, that. No, we didn't do the last one chronological. That's <laughs> fine. So on May 3rd, 2007, Madeline McCann was on vacation with her family um, and friends in, I'm sorry if I say this wrong, uh, Praia de Luz in Portugal. Um, and one night, Madeline's parents went out to dinner with a group of friends at the restaurant in the complex. And Madeline and her younger brother and sister were sleeping in the room with her. Um, and they were in the apartment alone, but it was 100 yards away. I personally wouldn't judge because I probably would have done the same thing. They are a hundred yards away. And they were doing it all week. Hired a babysitter through the staff. Yeah. But they the thing were doing is, it all week too. They're doing it all week. And they always um, had some, one of the yeah. parents every few minutes would go and check on all of them too. Yeah. They had a rotation system to go and check on the kids. And when Kate McCann, Madeline's mom, it was her turn. She checked in on the kids uh, and she discovered that Madeline was missing. They called the cops immediately and staff and guests the complex searched for the little girl until the following day. Police, airport staff, and volunteers came together to search for Madeline. For the next few days, the local police believed Madeline was abducted and could still be alive. They described a man seen on the night of Madeline's disappearance who is possibly carrying a child. Uh, possibly. Like, this is all hearsay. Uh, mm -hmm. By September, no new clues were found and the McCanns were sent back to the UK. Uh, between 2009 and 10, investigators exhausted their resources to find a suspect. However, potential suspect would not emerge until 2020. And in June 2020, police revealed that a 43-year-old German prisoner named Christian B um, had been identified as a suspect. But in April of 22, Portuguese persecutors announced that they had an official suspect in the case. They didn't name any person of interest, but said that they were acting on the request of German authorities and the investigation is ongoing. I mm -hmm. heard that that guy confessed... Or was it the one that, or is it the guy that confessed to John Monet Ramsey Ramsey's murder just to get extradited back to Canada or the states or whatever? Oh wow! I don't he admitted those ones. he confessed. It was Shame. either Madeline McCann or John Monet Ramsey. They confessed mm -hmm. to the murder, only to get a free extradite back to the states, um, and then they maybe had that no was John Monet. They had That's no not... evidence to hold them in any way, shape, or form. So I think they not were released. let go. Yeah. Like I, I feel like that was John Bonet. I I, I I'm not 100. John Bonet. I really think it was John Bonet. Yeah, because this but, one's in the British. Like, this case made me think that. Well, um, it, I think the reason why it kind of stands out for both me and Lindy is like that happened what May 2007. In July of 2007, we were in England, so that yes. you know when you go to the subways, you got story. Oh yeah, because we got like the papers every fucking morning on the metro when you were there. So it was obviously that could be why news. I didn't hear about it as much either. Because we were free tabloids. <laughs> right you guys were right in the like in the thick of it at the time well they like, ended up bringing in fucking stuff they ended up going to scotland yard in england to try and investigate because they weren't happy with how it was happening in portugal so yeah. definitely mm -hmm. wouldn't surprise me if that we saw that in the the morning uh tabloids <laughs> i do miss that and now now there's a poor girl being exploited by dr phil because she thinks that she's madeline mccann they could have does really she have the eye thing they did the eye thing. I haven't watched anything on it, um, but like it could very easily be done by just a fucking DNA test. Well, I meant yeah, the eye thing because if you look at DNA. if you if you look at a picture of Madeline McCann, her eyes are one color, but she has like a stripe under one of the eyes. It's a brand, I think it's like she has blue eyes and then one left brown eye blue stripe. green, left eye blue and green, right eye green with brown spot on the iris, small brown spot on her left leg. Apparently, it was the same thing. So yeah, like that, if she doesn't have like because that I mean. 
that that's color like that that's an easy thing to see like do you have this like that's the thing i'd be interested in i'm googling right now but fuck dr phil it's the first thing that popped up of course it did well, it's a pretty distinctive feature. You can't really, like, are you going to go laser your eyes a different color? Can you even do that? Or, like, maybe put in, like, a, a, a contact, but then that's, like, feeding into this person's delusions? I don't know. I just feel I sad. Know. I don't like when people are exploited. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's her. Oh, I don't think I it's mean, her at all. Like, the eyebrow shape is, is completely wrong. Mm -hmm. The shape of the face is wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I don't buy it. No. Although, well, I mean, there's theories that, like, I don't like the one about, like, the parents did it, which I think is sad. But I mean, there's like, I mean, you have to look at all the evidence. I don't think they did it, but there is enough proof to, to say that it could have been because I guess they found some of her blood on the rental car they were using so i don't know i can't remember if that was like on netflix or discovery plus or um id discovery id but of course i've also listened to like podcasts and yeah all that stuff yeah it, it's just it's it's a crazy thing because your imagination can run wild because so much information wasn't really released you got sort of some timelines but yeah. We don't know what this girl sold into trafficking. Was she, you know, murdered? We don't know. There's no body. There's it's just just missing. Yeah. And that's I think a lot of the things I, I kind of remember now thinking of the two thousands. Like, of course, we found Elizabeth Smart, but she was just missing. And then later on, Maura Murray, you know, her her story still resonates because she was just fucking missing. Brianna Maitland is another one, just no missing with no trail. And Oh, that's the one I want to mention. The Trail Went Cold by Robin Warder is uh, Canadian true crime as well, too. But he does more mysteries that are unsolved. So if you yeah. like the unsolved mystery side of it, he's a good one to listen to. Yeah. But I think that's the thing, because yeah. we don't know what happened and we may never know. And that's what kind of gives you that mind fuck and gets you on Reddit for hours on end. <laughs> that gets you into like a fucking rabbit hole of shit. Oh, of course. It's just, yeah, hours and hours on end of just- And then I guess even now, Natalie Holloway, but we, we, we know what happened, but we'll never know where she is. Mm -hmm. And we'll probably cover that. No, didn't moments. someone admit that they dumped her body eaten by alligators? Uh, well, that's what the so assumption is because of where it happened, like where they were dumping yeah. it. But we, but uh, the, well, should we touch on Natalie Holloway or are we finish yeah, with Patty McKinnon? Well. Yeah. yeah, let's go with Nancy or Nancy uh, Natalie yeah. Holloway. So she was just on vacation on a, on a senior school trip in Aruba, um, you know, was going to the bars, met, um, oh, I can't remember the guy's name, but like privileged uh, or uh, Jordan uh, Vandersloot. Yeah, the guy from the Netherlands. Jor Jordan um, Vandersloot and his brothers, or and brothers Deepak Satish Kalpi. Yeah. The three men were questioned. They said they dropped Holloway off at her hotel and denied knowing that what had become of her. And they finally nailed him when he murdered an, a, another uh, girl named Stephanie something. Um, he murdered her because she was going to go to the cops because he admitted to her how he got rid of Natalie uh, Holloway. So Stephanie Flores Ramirez that's in what Peru. Is. Yeah, so he was convicted uh, May 30th, 2010 for Stephanie Flores. 
request of Halloway's yeah. father, Alabama judge Alan King declared Halloway legally dead on January 12, 2012. Yeah, so they never really found her. And I guess they assumed that she was probably eaten by alligators based on, I guess, where everything is. But again, it's one of those weird things that like, okay, we kind of know what happened because he admitted to it, but there's still not the closure of the body. So like, was he just being, you know, um trying to scare stephanie to like seem like a badass like i don't know like but that guy was like dripping with like privilege because he was like from a rich family i mean if you think about it um there could potentially could have been other evidence on or around her body wherever he or they could have buried it that could have implicated other people that he wanted to keep safe so by telling the authorities that she was eaten by alligators they're not really going to try to go search for a body they probably doesn't exist yeah but they're not going to waste they... resources and manpower mm-hmm. doing something like finding something that's not there mm-hmm. so if he's adamant about yeah i dumped her body here whatever um that's yeah. well known for alligators and things like that then they're less likely to look for something and therefore he's probably keeping someone safe mm-hmm. yeah. that would be my theory anyway but and then yeah another disappearance chandra levy um the reason why hers was so yeah um like like a hot topic or like was politicized because she was actually having an affair with like a congressman gary condit and of course everyone thought gary condit did it um turned out it was some they did find her eventually and they did find out she was just murdered in the park just like completely removed from the fact that she was working for the congressman and having an affair with him but of course she got that salacious story of like oh beautiful young ingenue having an affair with this old stuffy guy was working for him balance you know he must have did it so and then yeah who would have who has the resources to hide something like that is people yeah. with money people with connections generally right. people in government yes like it, for it, yeah. lots of money. money money and position and power fucking talk and it sucks yeah 100 agreed t- touching on the last part of our last episode of course with columbine of course we'll have like school shootings in this point here but of course why is it still happening because the nra are paying off people and, and the government so that they about the money yeah. yeah and then the guns are their identity they but- fund P- trump's campaign or this senator's campaign or they're funding this senator's ted yeah. cruz and lauren bobert get tons of money from right and all right. of those yeah exactly. yeah but it's just it's kind of crazy where we're just kind of we're listing these off and like wait disappearance 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 it's kind of like the 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 big cases or like the disappearances almost yeah Mm -hmm. well because i think that we were getting further into more advanced technology with social media and everything there's information you spread a lot farther a lot faster so Mm -hmm. we're hearing about it more we're hearing about it more often as often as it happens because loved ones want to get their face and their name out there and their description and try to find their loved one right like of course. that's why i think like, we're hearing so much about it because we have the social media yeah the social media like how many times have you seen like the rcmp say you know see this person here um yeah. so- well we get ontario we get the uh, emergency alerts if a kid is kidnapped from a parent yeah. or whatever or something like that like missing Which, kids oh or- the amber yeah that get fucked I hope you are never on the like the other end of one of those. Yeah, of course. So wake to a big fucking deal. Someone is missing their child. A yeah. child is missing. Fuck mm-hmm. off. 
so i guess next uh maybe let's move away from the disappearances they're all sad because there's no conclusion for a lot of them <laughs> yeah right no so so me. scott peterson then go into a terrible serious sad <laughs> killing direction this i have a guy like fuck. he's a bad guy. guy but i have it i have a theory i don't think he killed his wife but i'll explain a little bit later but he is well, still fucking that douche. A shame because he was sentenced to he's still like fucking direction. douche don't get me wrong uh, um, and it was overturned and resent it. But anyways, so yes, he had killed his wife, Lacey, and their unborn son on December 24th, 2022. Why does things have to happen on Christmas? John Bidet Ramsey, same or thing. Or spring. Anyways. Or the spring. The spring, yeah. Yeah. She People was like, like what, eight, months, eight months pregnant? Like pretty yeah, far along. She was ready to yeah. pop. She, she was, was ready, ready to, to go. pop. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, uh, his he was convicted and sentenced to lethal injection. Lethal injection on August twenty fourth, twenty twenty. His sentence was overturned and then was resentenced December eighth, twenty twenty one, to life in prison without parole. I'm okay with that. I just don't believe in the death penalty personally, but yeah, I'm glad he's at least life in pro- life on prison. Life in prison. Um, and of course, this one became salacious because, of course, poor Amber Fry, like poor girl, had no idea what was happening. You know, she met him one time and he lied to her. And again, he's such a fucking douche. Uh, Explain to our listeners who Amber Fry is. Oh, sorry. So Amber Fry was a woman that he was having an affair with. Uh, He met her at some sort of conference and was basically living a double life. She had no... He, she was told by him that his wife recently passed, which is kind of creepy because she was still alive at the time, but just sounds like a douchey thing to say to try and get someone else in their pants. Um, and then he was heard of like saying that he, I don't think he wanted to be a father or, you know, like who knows, but um, which is weird because Amber Fry had a kid already, but he was like reluctant to wanting to become a father and was the stereotypical, like knocked up, immature guy, blah, 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 allegedly. Um, but yeah, it just... It sounds a lot like Gone Girl, but <laughs> which is basically Never based on it. it. Never oh, it's really it, good. Right? It's really good. Um, but it was just sad, you know. She went missing, walked her dog, and wasn't seen again. And they only found her torso and the body of her child. That's disappointing. Is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I guess he had like a he went fishing that day. So the only thing that sometimes comes up and sometimes doesn't and this is where you know if you're going to do the whole like um reasonable doubt um eight months prior to this there was another lady in the area of modesto who was found the same way who was also pregnant was found just her torso and the dead baby so was there is there a serial pregnancy killer out there or and scott peterson was just an asshole that happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time or did he do it well, the, the court, courts hear, say he did. Did he hear about that story and kill her in the same manner, hoping to pin it on that guy? Oh, that's a good one. No. Too. Yeah. But he was pardon. All angles, Danny. Oh, of course. Yeah. No, it's just like. But the thing is that he like he got a lot of like the trial by TV because of people like Nancy Grace, right? You know, mm-hmm. he wasn't acting the way and this is one thing that a lot of true crime podcasts talk about is there's no proper way to be a victim and i'm not saying you know that he was a victim but like people were like oh well he's not acting sad enough for the cameras or like trauma affects people differently yeah. exactly so like, i don't think really that differently it's yes. the brain's yeah. a fickle thing guys like yeah so i don't doubt because again court of court 
you know, he got his uh, lethal ejection over Turdy still in prison. So obviously courts, he did it. They had the evidence, but at the same time, again, like if he didn't do it, not saying that he didn't, because yeah, clearly he's in prison for it, but like, if he didn't do it, he doesn't owe you him crying on TV. And if, and in that movie, Gone Girl, the Ben Affleck character, he's like, why are you smiling on TV? He's like, I was told to be polite. I was raised to be like trying to make everything look good, even if it's bad, you know, trying to cover a mask because, you know, yeah. toxic masculinity can't show emotions. So, yep. or also just in the South, you just got to bless your heart and you just don't cry. You just got to put on a brave face. But, you know, like that's the thing that um, we're getting into, the, especially the 2000s are like the trial by TV. You know, yes. like, you know, Nancy Grace calling people out and we'll see her kind of coming back in Casey Anthony um, case. But you got like a lot of commentary news and not necessarily just news news. You know, um, I, I can understand Nancy Grace, her husband was killed, became a lawyer and is a victim's right advocate. But sometimes she would just get so far into it and just rile up all the other moms watching CNN. And and I it, and it turned like a lot of these trials into <laughs> almost like entertainment and i mean we still see that today look at the uh, another amber and you know johnny johnny depp and amber heard or the recent one of paltrow, paltrow. One. yeah you know everybody so. wants to see them in court and yeah yeah well i think people also have a fascination with crime in general and the curiosity of how the law works and court proceedings i mean look at, at fucking uh inventing anna like oh god yeah that was fascinating like i binged the shit out of I that i love it but oh yeah like it's it's a curiosity of human nature mm-hmm. yeah and, and like which ones end up getting now. the attention too is interesting because like again inventing anna i don't think she ted okay i don't like yeah she did crimes but i i think that people were dumb enough to give her the bunny so like yes they are victims but at the same time you know you should look into like shit rachel but you've got yeah. a thousand dollar book deal out of it shut up oh i know <laughs> right now, yeah oh uh, but anyway but they, victims are gonna victim oh yeah oh yeah but i would rather believe a victim that lied than not believe not a to believe it all yes not to believe it exactly all. Yeah. That exactly so it that's why like it's it's really no longer like um innocent until proven guilty it's like we're gonna lock you up until we prove your innocence that's how it goes like especially if you commit a dangerous crime like well court, or your court of a public opinion you know judges palms and you get out with like good behavior or whatever mm-hmm. a slight little like, tangent but i think the re like mentioned before like delphi murders is one of the the um cases i've been following recently and the thing i like about that one is that the police are keeping a lot of their research close to the heart because they really want to make sure they catch and nail the guys who did guy or guys who did it and yeah. um i know like a lot of people following the case are kind of annoyed because again kind of this whole thing of the true crime we got like this whole like you know keyboard warrior type of true crime people i mean case in point um Patton, uh, michelle mcnamara she basically solved the the bt the btk or, or no the one in, like she solved the case um just doing like her own research oh or like the fucking uh, don't fuck with cats Mm, like, exactly like so you were like the internet sleuths like put all the fucking yeah. together shit and found this fucking guy yeah yeah so it's kind of interesting that you kind of 
and again, if you think about a lot of the internet sleuths, they're probably about our age or possibly slightly older. So they probably grew up on the same stuff that we would have watched. So, you know, getting bombarded, not bombarded, but like, you know, I love watching 2020. I loved watching Dateline. I watched Dateline fucking Tuesday, fucking Thursday, fucking Friday. You know, like I fucking loved Dateline. Um, so fascination of just, I guess, the whole human psyche, you know, like what can drive someone, like how can someone get to that? How can you be cruel? And I think a lot of the reason why, not all, of course, but why women gravitate towards it, because let's, I know timing. I just want to say that a lot of times that women are gravitating towards this stuff. And that's mainly because let's be honest, we're a lot of the times the victims. That's fair. Hmm. Not saying men are not victims, but it's no, no, exactly. No, I don't want to take away from it. Well, exactly. That's a Um, whole other like category of, of itself. Yeah, yeah, in and of itself, absolutely. But it's just kind of funny where you can follow it from like watching that, then kind of the, the true crimes now, like the wheat, like the um internet sluice. It's kind of all combined, which is kind of interesting yeah. and it's all for the <laughs> same reason. Um so okay. I guess mm-hmm. to go lighthearted, maybe we'll go with Martha Stewart. Oh Martha Stewart. Because it didn't really seem like there was a lot of celebrity really big issues in the like true crime oh. stuff or things that happened too much in this time no because i think a lot of it yeah like there might have been one or two but it wasn't really too mm-hmm. much but martha stewart basically was uh put in jail for embezzlement i think it was or insider trading insider trading insider trading that's what it was yeah yeah <laughs> oh martha they, oh martha well here's the thing I'm sure other people do it too, but she, she was a big name and they had evidence that showed her, but you can't tell me that other people aren't fucking doing that all the time. Like, Absolutely. did they prosecute her because they're famous because she was a woman because she had the information because she was rich? I don't know, but like, I don't think that she's the only one doing it. Wink, wink. I don't think so either. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I don't think so either. And it was five months. Right, it wasn't long. As most yeah. celebrities, and they don't spend much time. And her career bounced back and her okay. new path shows. Right. And better than seen, ever. You've seen, okay, I at least have seen her accommodations in the jail that she was in. Mm-hmm. They didn't look that awful. Club no, fed. <laughs> have yeah, you seen what they call the them. accommodations that like Lori Laughlin was in or Felicity Hoffman was in when they paid to have their kids into fucking Ivy League schools and shit? Nope. They like, sure. might as well have been at a fucking hotel spa and resort. Like, remember when uh sideshow bob they have like the tennis election. courts princeton yeah. they have like princeton. tennis courts they can go play yeah. at for their yard time and mm-hmm. stuff that's not a fucking prison that's just a fucking yeah. rehab they had, like gardening time and like yeah. yoga and meditation and that's all great and rehabilitation and everything and i feel but like everybody should have make, access to that for rehabilitation I was just say, if yes. you're gonna make that like if you are gonna give people that rehabilitation because that rehabilitation works like, I don't know, there is a, there's a uh, documentary documentary on Netflix, I believe it is, that shows the rehabilitation system of prisons around the world. And I believe it's probably Norway. like, you know, Sweden, Norway, Finland, like that area that ones. have the highest rate of rehabilitated prisoners without returning, without those same prisoners returning to prison later on. And yep. Russia and the U.S. have because like the highest recidivism. rehabilitate. They don't use their prison systems like the States and Canada does as a money maker. They're just fucking money makers to Americans. I know pri- um, prisons are privatized a lot in some parts yeah. of the states. And of course, there's been controversies of judges 
you know, yeah. ruling very harshly on very soft crimes, just so they can get a kickback from the private company that owns the prison. And let's be honest, we know that prisons, especially in the U.S., marginally affect what? Not rich white people. People of color, people of color under the mm-hmm. poverty line. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. But again, that's not our country. <laughs> we can just only fix our country. <laughs> love yeah. this Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg hookup. Love it. I'm caught, yeah. yeah. Fucking love it. Best Could not have asked that. for a better pair. Right. I love their ad for their light, their Bic lighters with Willie Nelson. Yeah. They're light, great for lighting candles and more. And <laughs> so much more. Right? It's just so wholesome. Like, would you have thought so in 1993 that this would be an that ad? That Snoop Dogg would eventually become Absolutely to be best not. friends with Martha Stewart. Like, never. like it's so goddamn wholesome. I love it. Um, are you guys aware that Snoop Dogg co-hosted WrestleMania last night? Oh, I forgot about that stuff. It's on That's awesome. Tonight. I, oh, it was great. I'm not too worried. I don't really show. follow. I haven't followed wrestling really since like 1995, like Yokozuna. I watched I Road to either, WrestleMania when I had to work it. Yeah. I got back into it. So I am, yeah, because basically all that is is like soap opera for dudes. Oh, but it's entertaining because oh, just because it's scripted and choreographed doesn't mean the hits aren't real. No. And that's what's entertaining. Wait, but would you? Well, some hits are real, some are still a little. Because if we're talking about, I watched like, when I well I had to work the road to WrestleMania, and you can tell like it's a, mm-hmm. it's definitely very, 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 very choreographed. Like, but it's entertaining worse, as fuck. Way worse mm-hmm. than it is on TV. You don't realize how bad it is until you're in person. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, was, wasn't Chris Benoit in the early in 2000 to 2010? Was that? Oh. If we're going back to true crime, I'm just trying to think. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I don't know who that is. That's who is Chris Benoit. He was a wrestler. Um, okay. He murdered his uh, family and then killed himself. And then the only way you can kind of find out, um, of course, he had CTE. 2007, he died. Okay. Yeah. So he had CTE, like the the Double thing murder where suicide. Oh, where's too much hits to the head? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, he like was football players and stuff if, like that. If you have like Crave, um, the Dark Side of Wrestling does a whole thing about it, and it's kind of Actually, really sad because he had like. I guess Eddie Guerrero just died and he was really suffering from like There's, that loss. And I was doing research for men's mental health episode we were going to do. And there was a lot mm-hmm. of that that came up with a lot of sports guys from football and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That doesn't surprise me, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Even Aaron Hernandez, but I think that's after the time frame. Yeah, so we won't go into that one. Um, okay. So the next one. Do you want to go close to home? Tori Stafford? All right. Yeah, we can do Tori go Stafford. Ahead. So. And. I think Christy covered this on her podcast, the Canada True Crime, if you want to go into details. Yeah. Canadian girl who was abducted, abduct, abducted, raped, and murdered by Michael Rafferty and Terry Lynn McClintock. Um, her body was found three months later in a wooded area in rural Ontario. Subsequent investigation and search were the subject of massive media coverage across Canada. Um, the police response to the situation as it developed uh, as well as their failure to announce an Amber Alert was criticized by the public and has been the focus of the review of the Amber Alert system in Canada, which we mentioned was actually gotten better. Don't uh, call 911 if you get it. Yeah. The circumstances of her death are unknown to the public until a publication ban was lifted in December 2010. So again, another one because close to home and they don't want to have it. They had a publication ban on this one for a bit. Yeah, this one was pretty well, fucking Do you remember like the April 8th, 2009 was when she disappeared and the body was uh, discovered july 2009 the news conferences between the two because her parents were estranged and 
I'm sure at this, if we were about eight or nine, I'm sure this is probably how our parents might have acted on TV because um, they were like just attacking each other. And eventually they had to go and be like, no, we're going to bury the hatchet and then look for our child. But they were like taking shots at each other. And like, um, it's just so sad. Five days after her disappearance, police called off the ground search and her classmates returned to school the next day. The case was featured April 25th, 2009 on America's Most Wanted. The initial investigation was led by the local police and was later turned into a joint investigation with the OPP, switching from a missing persons investigation with an abduction case, to an abduction case. And then, yeah, yeah May 20th, 2009, uh, police charged Michael Rafferty with first-degree murder and Terry Lynn McClintock, only, they were 18 and eight, eight, 28 and 18, with being an accessory to murder and abduction mm-hmm. with Stafford's murder. It almost kind of echoes, like, Paul Bernardo and, and Carlo Homoka a little bit, just, like, kind of the big age gap, like, you know, would they have gotten for, if they had got, hadn't gotten caught, would they have done this again? Mm-hmm. It says Probably. that OPP indicted or indicated that uh, Stafford's mother was familiar with McClintock. McClintock assisted the police search the, for the remains of Stafford oh. under after her arrest, and the lawyer stated that her client wants Tori's family to know she's trying hard to find her body. Wasn't she still trying to get out of prison? Yeah, I think so. That, well, her charges were altered to first degree murder charge and an unlawful confinement charge, and it was announced that the accused would be tried separately. Um, that is something that I've, I've realized this by listening to a lot of true crime podcasts, um, is that generally if there is a missing person and there are search parties, the person responsible is in that search party. That's why they take videos of search parties nowadays to see. Absolutely. Um, but there was in, um, in 2018, I believe it was, um, Terry Lynn, uh, was to be transferred to the healing lodge. And there was such, which is basically a fucking spa, like no. Wasn't she trying to claim, like, wasn't she trying to like appropriate native culture and she's not even native Canadian? Yeah. Her brother is like, she's not fucking native. We're not like neither. No, like she's, we're not native. Like she's fucking full of shit. Mm -hmm. Um, But the public outcry about her transfer to that healing lodge um, resulted in her, the case being reviewed and policies being changed. And she got shipped right back to her Edmonton prison prison a month later. Oh, I was gonna say she's Edmonton. I was wondering if she was in Kitchener. No, I was gonna say making your voice public doesn't make a difference. She was originally changed. She was originally said it says here she was sentenced to prison with no chance of parole for 25 years and was held at the Grand River Valley Institution in Kitchener. She was, yeah. Yeah. So for a bit she she was that healing lodge, and then she went to the Edmonton Correctional Facility. That just unlocked in Alberta, I believe. That just unlocked a memory um, when you mentioned the Grand Valley one. When they were building that, I remember there were so many protests because it was there was uh, assumptions that Carla Homoka was going to be yep. there and tying it to oh, last totally year. I remember, I remember seeing that. all the protest signs yep. up around there. Yeah, I remember that. I absolutely yeah. remember that. Healing Lodge in Saskatchewan, yeah. Mm, did you? Yeah, that's stupid. People are stupid. Bullshit. Yeah, like a lot of people like wrote nasty letters to Trudeau and everything it was like, if you allow this transfer to fucking happen, like, oh, you're going to see revolt. Like this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like she helped in the rape and murder of an eight-year-old fucking child. Like, no. <laughs> just, Actually, I just mm. want to look up one quickly here. It's unfenced, but monitored 24 hours a day with video cameras. 
because I know there was one around here that was it wasn't a child but it was just uh, Loretta Saunders was the big one that hit or, oh that was 2014 okay that's outside of our time I'll I'll, I'll just leave that to the side but you can All look right. into it if you're interested um, that's terrible mm. so yeah so they're still running away in prison so good for them yeah they deserve to be um, like she was found right. in a Hannah Montana t-shirt oh my god that's all oh. That's heartbreaking. Right. I know and that's like so. Earrings. Oh, that's that's a little nine-year-old. Right. Oh my god! Like uh. so. Speaking of children, shall we speak of Anthony Casey? Casey Haley Anthony. Casey, Casey yeah. Anthony. Yeah, that stupid whatever. She doesn't deserve to have her name pronounced right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So her daughter is Kaylee Anthony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Casey Anthony is the mother of a stupid crazy yeah. crazy. Well, she. Yeah. Let's. If you look at it, you can tell she um probably like yes. she's in florida um yeah, florida woman she i i don't think she probably ever wanted children because you know she was after they went missing she was on child-free websites telling herself child-free um but i wouldn't be surprised if it's type of situation because she is in florida that she was probably forced to have the kid when she found out she was pregnant but who knows well i'm willing to bet yeah like she might have been forced to and whatever because you know women don't have rights to their own body even back then and then they did mm-hmm. now they don't again. like whatever it's fucked but that's yeah. no fucking excuse to kill your no, own child, fuck right? no yeah oh god no so yeah, it says so july 15th 2008 she was reported missing in a 911 call made by cindy who said she had not seen kelly for 31 days and that casey's car smelled like a dead body had been inside it <laughs> Uh, Cindy said Casey had given varied explanations as to Kaylee's whereabouts before finally telling her that she'd not seen Kaylee for weeks. Casey lied to detectives, telling them Kaylee had been kidnapped by a nanny on June 9th and that she'd been trying to find her, too frightened to alert the authorities. She was charged with first-degree murder October 2008 and pled not guilty. Uh, On December 11, 2008, Kaylee's skeletal remains were found with a blanket inside a laundry bag in a wooded area near Anthony's family home. And the blanket didn't match her uh, like bedding at home too, or am I thinking of a different case? Uh, Doesn't matter. <laughs> I think that's how whatever. they're able to link anyway. it. Uh, the medical examiner mentioned duct tape as one of the reasons she determined the death was a homicide, while the cause of death is listed as death by undetermined means. There's yeah. theories of what happened, but we'll never know because no one's going to be talking. Mm-hmm. Um, some people Bro- think that she was swimming in the in the uh, the grandparents' pool and drowned by accident, and they covered it up. Um, Zanny or the nanny that she was alleging that kidnapped her, Zanida something something. She you know called Zanny the nanny, so people thought that she was referring to giving Kay- Kaylee Xanax to fall asleep and just called it Zanny the nanny so she could go out and party allegedly. So like these are like the stuff that came up during this time frame and of course you know nancy grace leading the charge yeah yeah it says prosecution sought the death penalty and alleged casey wished to free herself from parental responsibilities and murdered her daughter by administrating chloroform and applying a duct tape to her nose and mouth that is horrendous i'm sure the parents would have taken on responsibility if you didn't want to grandparents would absolutely take their kids yeah i just there's just so much about this case that it just doesn't fucking make sense a dark joke after the um the uh verdict came out is like um florida doesn't um condone abortion unless it's at three years old yeah well because so obviously yes she was convicted Mm -hmm. wasn't she or not oh yeah 
Her charges includes first oh. the charges includes first degree murder, aggravated child abuse, aggravated manslaughter of a child, providing false information to law enforcement. But the verdict was guilty on four counts of providing false information to law enforcement. Two counts later overturned, not guilty on remaining charges. She tried to pin it on her her father and started trying to say that he abused her. Like she was just grasping sexual at so many abuse straws. by father. Yep. Defense did not yep. present evidence as to how Kaylee died, nor evidence that Casey was sexually abused as a child, but challenged every piece of the prosecution's evidence, calling much of it fantasy forensics, quote unquote. No. Yeah. yeah Casey did not guilty. testify. Yeah, the not but, guilty murder verdict was met with public outrage and was both attacked and defended by media and legal commentators. She did not testify. That was the other thing. Mm -hmm. case well, you would. Testify. Why would? Why would you at that point if they don't have enough evidence? That's mm -hmm. why she's good to keep her mouth shut. But it's just unfortunate. It's just really sad that like people make terrible decisions when they shouldn't, and there's always another opportunity or or alternative. Yeah. You know? And it was described as the social media trial of the century. Yep. Led by Nancy Grace. Well, not even just media, social media trial, because mm -hmm. by this point, like I said, we were 2008. So we were definitely at the beginning of our. Well, I think they found that. Facebook pictures of her clubbing like that's yeah. what's more 2007 than that. Right. So just the whole thing was just mm -hmm. awful. Just it's I guess if we're going to talk about another horrendous human being with children, Andrea Yates. OK, yeah. no, I have so much sympathy for her and I'll explain why. I know, but it's still horrendous to do this to, to but person, she had but... like postpartum psychosis and her husband followed the quiverful movement of having as many children as possible. Doctors mm -hmm. told her stop having children. He kept impregnating her and she knew she couldn't handle it. And she got to the oh, point okay. where she went into psychosis. And that's the part of the story they don't tell you because that's how long ago it happened. You know, we're like this bitch, she drowned all my kids and all that stuff. No, like she sought out so much mental health but he just kept impregnating her even when the doctor said stop mm. like each time it got progressively worse like postpartum fucking depression and well, she if, said, I were, if i were her family i would have him sued by now i bet you a jury would convict him yeah if the evidence is there um maybe nowadays but i when did this happen like early 2000s was yeah it? no, I was then, no yeah no yeah, then, i was still in high school not. no 2002 now, the trial was yeah. going on yeah. Well, she's still she's still incarcerated to this day in a mental health facility. Like, I feel like she's got so much guilt. She doesn't even ever want to yeah. leave. She was sentenced to life in prison with the possibility either. of parole after 40 years. The verdict was overturned on appeal. And in light of false testimony by one of the supposed expert psychiatric with psychi psychiatric witnesses. Mm -hmm. 2006, a Texas jury in the retrial found that Yates was not guilty by reason of insanity. She was consequently committed by the court to the high security North Texas State Hospital in Vernon, where she received medical treatment and was a roommate of Dina Schlosser, another woman who committed infanticide by killing her infant daughter in 2007 Yates was moved to Kerrville State Hospital a low security state mental hospital in Kerrville Texas well as long as no one's pregnating her she's probably never gonna be hurting anybody ever again but it's yeah. just so tragic like postpartum listen to your doctor yeah postpartum depression postpartum psychosis and schizophrenia but why drown the kids if your husband is that drown your fucking husband sorry don't because but, I know think what I mean. she wanted I them to remain pure because of the religious aspect of it she didn't want the kids to uh have like she thought that if they stayed alive they were they were like possessed by the devil so she had to kill them so that they could uh, live okay. a happy life in heaven 
Oh, okay. I would have thought was... it would have been to punish him. That's what no. I would have thought it would have been. No. Well, then that would have been malicious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think Rusty was just an, an, a guy who had an ego and he followed the followed this quiverful thing and thought I'm he knew sure. better than the doctors. And again, before she well. even heard them, she was committed a few times under psychiatric holds. Well, it said she suffered from bulimia and depression in her teenage years and spoke to friends about suicide at 17. So she was clearly a, a little troubled girl. Clearly needed help. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. One of the reasons I've chosen to be child-free is that I did grow up with like depression and anxiety and I don't know how pregnancy would affect me. And well, A, I don't want to raise children anyways, but B, one of the things was like, would I, you know, could that happen to me? Postpartum depression, postpartum psychosis. You never know until you've actually fucking had the child. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why you also hope that the partner you have will, if if you do be more supportive, very supportive (laughs) in that. If you if you flat out tell them like this is a worry I have, the day I have the baby, you need to look for these signs. Then hopefully Mm -hmm. you're okay. But yes, if you have a shitty partner, then absolutely, I don't like. I would totally. But he's also weird because he like worked for NASA. Was like a fucking engineer. But yeah, I was reading the trailer. The Sunscapes Apartments in Houston. (laughs) Some people have to live really frugal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a devout evangelical Christian and announced they would seek to have as many babies as nature allowed and bought a four bedroom yeah. house. Uh, anyways. Sorry, I, you know. That thing like bugs that. me because there's an, I've seen articles recently on like my feed coming up about how people are like, we want to have as much babies as God will let us have, but we're going through our seventh IVF treatment. That ain't fucking God. That's science giving you your kids. So sorry. No, you got to cut it back. This is why I spend so much time on the on the Fundy subreddit and the Duggar subreddit because, like again, that's essentially what the Duggars were. They are quiverful. They had nineteen fucking kids, and then after the nineteenth yeah. kid, she actually went back to the uh, had a twentieth kid who didn't survive because she was you know at that time of her life where she probably shouldn't be having another kid. And then after that one, had the nerve to go to a doctor, fertility doctor, and say if she could catch another baby. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, that's why I stopped right that's- there. Right, it's definitely another episode. Canon over here. <laughs> That's why I said I stopped right there. I could, I could go a lot longer, and I wasn't. Yeah, there. I know yeah. you could. <laughs> definitely go on that one for a while, but mm-hmm. it was yeah. But I, it's the yeah, same okay. type of it's the same type of like mentality that went into what happened to Andrea Yates is what happened yeah. to all yeah. the other stuff. To all those other beliefs. people, yes, yeah. the, yeah. that belief of that you know. I need to have more kids, more kids. Jesus is telling me more kids when and it's like no, my body is saying no, I physically can't. Yeah, and this poor woman just suffered through it because of her husband yeah especially when she already tried to seek treatment and was told specifically by doctors you 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 can't can't have have any like don't do it it's going to keep getting progressively worse which it does especially if you already been diagnosed with well i don't know i'm not a doctor but my understanding is if you've been diagnosed at once you want to be very careful the next few times you have it so you can catch it before something like that happens right proactivity is always better in those cases absolutely proactivity is the best medicine but I just pieced out that whole thing. No kids here. <laughs> so proactivity, proactivity. Um, so next, I guess we've got the Virginia Tech mass shooting in 2007, I guess. Oh, this was really sad. Another fucking don't need your prayers and thoughts bullshit. Yeah. Just there was a free shooting that occurred on April 16, 2007, comprising two attacks on the campus of the Virginia Polytechnic Institute and State University in Blacksburg, Virginia. Uh, beg your pardon if I if I get this wrong, but Sung Hui Cho, an undergraduate student at the University of U.S. resident originally from South Korea, killed 32 people and wounded 17 others with two semi-automatic pistols. Six others were injured jumping out of windows to escape him. 
yeah it's sad all i gotta say is yeah. what human being does, needs to have semi-automatic fucking rifles no one you're not you're not shooting deer let's just be honest you're not even if you deer. are no no even if you are shooting deer you probably don't overtly really need one so administrators at Virginia Tech were criticized by the Virginia Tech Review Panel, a state-appointed panel tasked with investigating the incident, for failing to take action that might have decreased the number of casualties. The panel's report also reviewed gun laws and pointed out gaps in mental health care, as well as privacy laws that left Cho's deteriorating condition untreated when he was a student at Virginia Tech. So he suffered from uh, selective mutism and severe depression during much of his middle school and high school years. He received therapy and special education support. When he enrolled in Virginia Tech because of federal privacy laws, the university was unaware of Cho's previous diagnosis or the accommodations he had been granted at the school. So, he, oh, so in 2005, he was accused of stalking two female students. And after Ooh. an investigation, a Virginia special justice declared Cho mentally ill and ordered him to attend a treatment. Because he was not institutionalized, he was allowed to purchase guns. Oh, for fuck's sakes. The shooting prompted the state of Virginia to close legal loopholes that had allowed individuals unjudicated as mentally unsound to purchase handguns without detection by the National Instant Criminal Background Check System. It also led to the passage of the first major federal gun control measure in the U.S. since 1994. The law strengthening the NICS was signed by President George W. Bush on January 5th in 2008. A lot of fucking help that did. How many more shootings have there been since then? Well, Sandy Hook was 2012, you know, Parkland was whenever, all these were whatever. I mean, I can throw out all the these different games. Uvalde. Uvalde, yep, that one. Yep, and then Nashville and then, this week. like. And then, of course, the Vegas concert, not even yeah. a school shooting, just like a, you school, know. Just a concert shooting. Yeah. Or like, even like close to, a, like to you guys, like fucking tops. The fucking top mm. shooting in fucking Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. Mm. Like, Fuck. The Batman mm-hmm. movie, the one that you mentioned in the last yeah. episode. Yeah, the Colorado the guy, Batman like, shooting. Yeah, the Colorado Batman yeah. shooting shot at the movie theater. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and then just, there was like another guy who like sat, I think it was in North Carolina, sat in at a black church and listened to, you know, Bible study. And then after the Bible study, shot people. I saw a meme on like a little thing on Facebook where it was talk where it said one guy was saying to um to another was um guns don't kill people uh or uh what was it yeah guns don't kill people uh bad people do and then the next person was like yeah but why give the bad person a gun mm-hmm. like that because sums up gun control. People, don't give bad gun. people guns mm-hmm. like it's you should it's have just, things in how place do you know if they're like the, the background checks check to see if you've been institutionalized if you've had any dangerous record blah blah, blah whatever whatever but you should still have to pass an actual somewhat coarse to get a gun it's yes a absolutely up, up here in canada you do have to take a gun course to get your license and, and then the fun is and, and then the funny thing that most people do not know about gun owners so this is why you know canada does not all of our gun shootings are coming from the le- illegal guns is every single gun own legal gun owner in canada or if you have a gun license you are background checked every day in the rcmp background check to see if you have committed any crimes and if you have they instantly take it away from you i just can't remember if um the porta pick killer of their illegal guns or not because he was like stocking up on tactical gear and fucking shit but it might have been something because of his like sometimes they have that he was a fucking dentist so they probably yeah careers or things like that so yeah well you know rich white guy right 
but also if you didn't have any history of like a really bad crime mm-hmm. per se but yeah it's also depends had, on the nature of your crime like if you of course if, if it was he a had driving some, charge or not taking your guns away or no if it's but he like, had domestic know, violence. Only like violent charges like yeah right. you have a history of violence or mental instability they're gonna take the gun part yeah. you're gonna get your license taken mm-hmm. away in canada yeah, exactly all yeah. for good fucking reason so absolutely a hundred percent like makes sense yeah so i mean it does uh, happen other places too like norway I think that was just slightly outside the time frame, but um, one of the girls from uh, a forum I used to read was a, a camp counselor there that summer, and I was happy to hear that she wasn't injured. But like, fuck, you know. And just uh, not that not that it became a really big case, but we also kind of sort of knew our own kind of sort of cold case file for a little bit. I don't know if you remember in high school, Dan Trask, when he went up to Algonquin oh, Park. I was going to mention that. It was 2011, so it is a little out of our timeline, but mm-hmm. it does feel not to mention. That is so fucking was personal. He, like, I knew I, him, like we knew him in high school. He was school, in my fucking Kate, math class. Yeah. He was actually like her family is fr- like Kate that's and, his yeah. family. Like, so yeah, it's it like, wow, it was her cousin. Yeah. It was, just, it was yeah. very close to home in many ways. And then he was found 2015. Found? It's on the website here, May twenty fourth, twenty fifteen, in Michigan yeah. backcountry. Yeah. No, it was up in northern. Oh, sorry, Tomogamy, Michigan backcountry search and rescue found him in Tomogamy's backcountry. Yeah, because yeah, I guess he really just loved the. From what I've read, he loved the area. It was kind of like our version of like Michael McCandless, just like yeah. being up in the wilderness. And I think, from what I understand, he would think probably just fell and knocked himself out and. They said he might have possibly have had head injury some, or some mental things and didn't have his pills. It could have been a head injury. It was like there were so many different things, but no one will know what actually happened. Mm-hmm. But, but like, dude was in my fucking uh, math he class. Daniel. He sat behind me. Like, fuck. Right? So it was just, it was just figured it was worth <laughs> yeah. mentioning that even us have been touched by something kind of similar to like these cold case files that they can touch any of these mm-hmm. files, can touch any of us like at any point. It's, yeah. it's interesting. It's weird. So our hearts and families go out or our hearts go out to all of the families that any yeah. of these have happened to. Like we, we can only imagine the pain and suffering you guys go through with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the, the, the other thing I'm kind of glad that true crime nowadays, instead of sensationalizing the killers or like the stories or trying to talk about how great, like the victims were like what was lost as opposed to glorifying the killer. And a lot of things now are just calling them the killer. Hence a point, yeah. Portapic. I know his name, but guy, I'm not yeah. going to fucking say it. Yeah, let's him. not make him famous. We're not going to no. do what he wants. It's like yeah. they still the Columbine killers. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Like we're not mm-hmm. sensationalizing them. And it's great for that. But well, uh, I think I mentioned her names earlier, but whatever. Yeah. Okay. All oh, right. Just before you do the close off, there's another crazy case that was no- close to here at the McMac, or not McMac, well, Halifax Shopping Center. A chick was flying in from like the States to meet up with her like Halifax boyfriend. And they were going to go shoot up the mall on Valentine's Day. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's that is crazy. Oh, yeah. No, I remember hearing about that. Lindsay yeah. Suvonarath. Which is crazy because we were going to go to the mall that day, but it was closed down because they caught it before it ever happened. But like it was close to my birthday and I wanted to go buy something at the mall. I was supposed to go to the mall that day, but like, why is the mall closed? Because they yeah. had it set up. Okay. Okay. So uh, we hope you enjoyed that uh, true crime episode. episode um, yeah. So as you can tell, the 2000s um, clearly wasn't as banging in the 90s was for true crime, I guess. It was a little bit more. We were too busy. I'm yeah, really sure there was a best use of words right i, I think gonna, yeah. that there was a lot more exposure because of all the, like social media I reddit 24-hour news cycle so 
there wasn't as much as like this case was in your face all the time like it was yeah. in the 90s or early 2000s so that totally makes sense yeah so it's it was just a different time and plus we were all too busy with the you know Paris Hilton's and the Lindsay Lowens I guess during that time to be and the Miley's and right the and the Britney's and the Paris we were all worried about them and going to the bars to worry about what was happening in true crime I guess I don't know yeah all right so next one next little funny trivia game segment that we're gonna play is called head to head and I think I think this time we should play Danielle you have to play against both of us okay so what this is is I'm gonna give you a movie like say like a movies with dinosaurs or movies with time travel something like that okay and you guys each take turns like bunny ears naming a movie okay what it's like the same well, i was gonna say like say when one bunnies do bunny ears did it similar okay. to that yeah okay okay i think i can i got i i got okay and my phone is over here so i am not cheating <laughs> um and then we'll give you like maybe 15 seconds to name as many as you can okay something like that so we don't run too long okay. and i think 30 seconds is too long hold on yeah. one sec calculator oops not calculator clock hmm. timer New one for 30 seconds. 15? 20? 15. Yeah. 15. 20. 20. 20. Because I feel like 15 no. can get a little short. Okay. That, that's the first round of, of uh, Family Feud. <laughs> 20 seconds is the second round. Okay. Yes, this All is right. true. Okay, go. Now, movies with Tom Cruise. Who's starting? Go. Oh, yeah, go. this is you. Oh, uh, movies with Tom Cruise. Uh, Risky Business. Go, Seth. Mission Impossible. Oh, uh, War of the Worlds. Collateral. Rock of Ages. Uh, Days of Thunder. Top Gun. Maverick. Top Gun 2. <laughs> uh-huh. Mission Impossible Road. Mission. Interview the Vampire. Done. Done? <laughs> okay, now it's me and Danny. Okay. This right, Danny? interesting. I think yeah. I'm ready. No, my hands are right here my phone's over there Anyways. a bit more see if i can put it there we go okay right beside it so we'll go okay so we'll go movies with ghosts go ghost ghost dad ghostbusters casper ghostbusters 2 the sixth sense ghostbusters afterlife casper 2 uh <laughs> Is there a Casper too? Um, yeah, with the, the one, Henry the Ernest one. Living with Ernest. Oh, is it, that what is it? Is that a short one? With there was Harrison? the Casper and Wendy or whatever with Hillary. Casper Duff. and Wendy. <laughs> Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. <laughs> um, you a ghost. Each want to play two more, or each play one more? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this one's good. Um. Uh. Okay. Movies with a number in the title. The Sixth Sense. Go. Oh, hold on. Sorry, oh, no. what? Okay, I gotta, I gotta get the thing here. Okay. Movies with a number in the title. Okay. Go. I said the sixth sense. Ten things I hate about you. Uh, the seventh sign. How to lose a guy in ten days. You're you're cheating, aren't you? No, we just did that one. We covered it. <laughs> oh, okay. <last> week. <laughs> um, um, seven. Um, uh, no, oh, done. Three hundred. <laughs> 100 
Gilmore Girls, 50 First Dates, 500 Days of Summer. Like, come on, guys. Hey, she she dropped out. I won. (laughs) This one is so stuffy, and I am. I had to pick it. I had to pick it out. I had to pick it out, girls. Okay, ready? Ready. Set during Christmas. Go. Christmas story. Oh, um, elf. The Santa Claus. Uh, Die Hard. A Christmas Carol. A uh, Christmas Story. Was that already said? No. Yes. Okay. Was yes, already said. First one I said. Oh, okay. sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> the Santa Claus. I already said it. Girl, you ah. failed it, y'all. How do you not know any? Oh Christmas? my God, Christmas. Christmas. What you know I know, but you should still know the Christmas movies like Love Actually, which was your favorite oh. forever. God, how did you not you, say that? You got that me one? under pressure, dude. You got me under pressure. A Muppets Christmas, like right? oh. I was thinking, like TV oh shows, and like, the Woodland, Woodland, Woodland Critter Christmas. Oh man, uh, dude, I fucking Dale, hate Dale, Christmas. Dale. I know, Grinch. Oh, I forgot Wait, Eight Crazy Christmas? Nights. There's only right? there's only two things I care about watching for Christmas. There's Eight Crazy Nights and Woodland Critter Christmas. That's all and I you said. Neither about. of them. I know. Well, Woodland Critter Christmas is a South Park episode. So, <laughs> Doesn't matter. Anyway. It was well, it was still always movie set. Yeah. Mm. All right. All well, right. you got time for one more since we sucked. Now, if you want to try it, now we're good. Now we're good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have a wonderful night, Danny. Thank you so much for joining us on uh, the second episode of our True Crime. Oh, not a problem. Anytime. And uh, have a great day, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. It's been rad. Stay safe, y'all. Catch you next week's up, two weeks episode. Since we're signing off on a true crime one, stay sexy and don't get murdered and ban the van. (laughs) All right. Those are references to other podcasts. That's all. All right, then. All right. Bye-bye, guys. All right. Have a good night. Hey, thanks for listening to Turn of the Millennials. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcast and at our website at millennialspod.com. Join us on our next episode. And remember, on Wednesdays, we wear pink. We out.